0: this week on the steam machine podcast six inches for jesus
1: That has nothing to do with this episode. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: uh, hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to the Steam is she podcast. <laughs> my, my name is Dalton, and joining me as always are my good buddies.
2: This is the Structo Bros, Nate and Willie. How's it hanging?
1: <laughs> I, how do we have two terrible intros this episode?
2: It's gonna be a good week, folks. It's gonna be a good
0: week. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh boys, how are you how are you doing? How have you been the past two weeks? What you been up to?
1: I don't know anymore. <laughs>
0: just, hold on. I have to clarify. Did you say six inches for Jesus? <laughs> yup. <laughs> okay. That's what I thought. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh yeah, what have you guys been up to, man? Anything anything interesting? Play anything interesting?
2: It's been a good couple of weeks, man Like, was, obviously we just came off the 4th of July holiday So we're all trying to get back into the swing of things But, most importantly, Friday The, um, volume 2 of season 4 of Stranger Things dropped And damn, man, it's so good Like, I'm telling y'all, Dalton, watch the show I really, really think you of all people would massively appreciate it Because it's got the good horror, got the good music and everything like that in it But, man... If you've seen it, audience, and you know the scene, that scene, now I feel like I have to go out and buy an electric guitar. Like, I'm probably going to end up with an electric guitar in the next month because now I can't help it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen the particular scene that you're talking about on Facebook and stuff, and yeah, that scene's pretty fucking rad, dude. Pretty fucking Unfortunately, the scene that I was watching cut off before it actually played the entire thing, but that intro, like, it was badass.
2: Uh fun fact about it, like okay, I guess I can kinda of talk about like there was an in, like a interview that the actor did on it, and he said, like, you know, I'm a pretty decent guitar player, like I could play the first um, the intro to it, but when it got to the solo, like I'm no virtuoso, so I can't play the solo to this song. So they actually had somebody flying to do it. And in the credits, if you look, it's Robert Trujillo's son they flew in to play the solo, <laughs> his seventeen year old oh. son, which I thought was really cool.
0: That is badass. And for those that don't know, Robert Trio is the bass player for Metallica. And I love watching that guy play on stage. Like, I don't know how he doesn't have back problems, how he's always like hunched over and like doing his thing. I'm just glad glad they got a a good bassist in Metallica.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Compared to the relatively, compared to the rest of the band, he feels like he brings a really youthful type of energy to it, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think he's the only one with long hair still, right? No, Kirk Hammett still has long hair. Kirk
1: does. Yeah.
2: Not Lars. No one likes Lars. Lars
0: doesn't have any hair. His hair is, like, going away.
2: Dude, it's so funny, though, because, like, I was talking to my wife about the other day, and she was like, you know, the reason I never really gave Metal, and specifically Metallica, a chance is because back in the day, like, we all hated them because of what they did in Napster. And I was like, oh, honey, we all hate Lars Ulrich. It's fine. <laughs> yeah.
1: If anything, I think Metallica fans hate Lars Ulrich more than the average person. <laughs> Like, I've seen a meme once where it was like, someone's like, you know, you know, the girls with the time machine boys with the time machine one. Yeah. There was one where the boy with the time machine was like in 1985 or whatever. He was like, Lars, Cliff, switch seats. It'll be great.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no.
0: Yeah. What a a trade off that would have been like, who would have taken over for drums? That's a good question, though, because who the fuck knows?
1: Back I mean through. I don't think they would have had to interview very, very hard because it's not like Lars's fantastic drum playing was what brought Metallica together. That's I don't true. think he learned how to do double bass anything for like their first like six albums.
0: That's true. It was a lot of uh, He
1: did a lot of punk rhythms honestly.
0: Yeah. I mean, thrash metal's very very close to punk yeah. rock.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm not saying it's necessarily a problem. I'm just saying oh, no, uh, I... he's replaceable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, did you guys ever hear the rumor that Les Claypool auditioned after Cliff Burton had died and Metallica basically said, bro, you are too good for us?
2: Oh, huh. no. wow.
0: I don't know if that's true or not. You know, that's it could just be metal rumor, hearsay, lore. But yeah, uh, Les Claypool, that motherfucker. I, I watched him play uh, Master of Puppets on bass one time, like during a live thing. And it was just like he was doing all the guitar riffs on his bass. And it was just so cool. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Sweet. Primus sucks.
2: <laughs> Do you know I that Les Claypool played the Seinfeld scene? That's. that's there's
1: no way that's true.
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't think that is true because I think. I'm just gonna true.
2: leave it there though because it's a
0: one that people say. <laughs> <laughs> I would say
1: even. Even if you don't like Primus, because I don't, I know even people that love Primus will probably tell you Primus sucks. I do like the cover of Black Sabbath's "Nib" they did with Ozzy singing it because it just has all that extra bass in there and it just sounds so juicy.
0: Oh, oh, no, 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 they, they, they had a, a marketing campaign one time that was Primus sucks.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. I was gonna say I swear I've heard Primus fans say Primus sucks. I'm just not into Primus enough to know what that means.
0: I mean, I, I just really like Winona's big brown beaver. <laughs> Oh, sorry that was just a funny sentence to say but That's the name of the song and that song is fantastic And also everybody loves Jerry was a race car driver
1: I was gonna say Jerry was a race car driver it Was in one of them skating games so I definitely know that one
0: One of them their skating games them kids play <laughs> Tony Hawks Tony Hawks <laughs> Is that one of them Tony Hawks No dad it's skate <laughs> Tony this, What's different About that and Tony Hawks This, this, this is more in depth So it's this like a harder Tony Hawks Yes
2: They call me Harder Tony (laughs) Hard Tony the name Skating the game
0: (laughs) Yo I'm Hard Tony I'm here to grind your fucking rails (laughs) This is a
1: good terrible episode I love this one so far
0: (laughs) You think you're fucking cool Do a fucking (laughs) kickflip Oh my goodness Oh man it just reminds
2: me of those videos of Tony Hawk yelling out his window, "Do a
1: kickflip. <laughs> that was very cute.
0: Yeah, yeah, I always liked that though, because like the kids would at least attempt it. He'd be like, "Oh, you attempted it." Here's a board. And I, I wondered board how many of those kids knew Hawk. who he was. Like, you could always tell when someone looked at him and they were like, "Oh shit, that's Tony Hawk." And then people, other people, were just looking at him like, "Oh shit, free stuff." <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, did there saw stories about Tony Hawk like going to the airport and stuff, where it's like? Like he shows people his idea. He's like, oh, your name's Tony Hawk, like the skater. And he's just like, uh-huh. <laughs> don't even realize it's Tony Hawk.
1: <laughs> I feel like half of his Twitter at this point is just like variations on that because it happens so often to him. Because it makes sense. He flies a lot. He has, he's in a lot of places where he's going to get ID'd and check into hotels and give his name to people. But he's like that perfect level of celebrity where you don't immediately go, oh, shit, that's, you know, famous guy.
0: Apparently, uh, I saw a video the other day that happens to Rowan Atkinson as well. <laughs> he said he was like on the, on the bus or the train or whatever. And someone came over and they were looking at him. And he said he can always tell because they give you this inquisitive look. And then they come up. And he said this, this man comes up to me and he's like, has anyone ever told you that you are the spitting image of that Mr. Bean? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, well, I am the actor that plays Mr. Bean. And the guy said he said the guy went, oh, Bet you wish you were. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that just has to be so funny for them to know like Yeah. Well, I mean I actually am, but okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh uh so talking about games, I have been playing the shit out of this game called House Flipper. Yeah. Okay. And
1: I've seen that in your Steam a lot lately.
0: And like despite despite what it sounds like it's not like a dolphin with a weird amalgamated arm like with a house on it you know like house flipper um
1: oh now i just kind of wish there was a game where there was a a, a a a dolphin that was a doctor with a crippling pill addiction that was kind of a jerk
0: <laughs> house <laughs> oh, flipper. oh my god that was part two to my joke i'm glad you did that was so fucking. <laughs> 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 see this is why we do a show together gentlemen because we're always on that wavelength <laughs> um so it's basically what i used to do for a living <laughs> like going in and fixing up places except uh i don't have to fucking die from these places not having ac or anything <laughs> uh, but also there is no money in it so like when i do these jobs and i'm like man that's is eleven thousand dollars fuck that'd be nice <laughs> it's like, i remember how much i used to get paid for doing that and i'm like was i getting gypped the fuck is this i used to get like $100 a day if that like I started at 75 a day. And let me tell you, that's great on those days that you work 4 or 5 6 hours and get to go home. Those days that are like 15 hours. Yeah, that's oh horrible. Oh boy. Me and Wes would just be steaming mad driving home in the dark after we left the morning in the dark and we just be man calculate what we made today. I don't want to. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I made 215 an hour you made you know it's like uh-huh. it's like oh god. Um but Video
1: games really set us up for unrealistic expectations of how much money we'll get doing stuff. Because man, I remember the other day when you sent us an image from Yakuza where you made six hundred thousand, six hundred million yen for beating one dude up, and I'm like, I don't think you could win a prize fight to make six million dollars <laughs> for it.
0: That would be so nice. I'd fight somebody for six million dollars. I'd fight anyone. I would fight. Like, Mike I, would, Mike I, would Tyson. Take, I would
1: absolutely take a dive for six million. Yeah.
0: I would let Mike Tyson beat the fuck out of me for however many rounds it took, probably one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Rounds is optimistic. Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the fact that I put a plural on there, I'm giving myself way more credit than I deserve Uh,
2: but it's yeah, like children. that scene from the first Spider-Man movie where he just kind of you just climb up into the corner of the ring and
0: hide, hide <laughs> from Macho Man who's down there just looking as roided as ever. saw
1: <laughs> is ready. The only difference in this scene is Mike has already punched you, and it's your soul up there hiding <laughs> in the corner.
0: Saint <laughs> <laughs> Roy's Point <Boy's> Slim Jim. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just like. You, So, for example, uh, I went into this house. I got an order from this kid who was like, yo, I had a huge party and my parents are coming home and I I need help cleaning up my house. I can't do it all before they get here. Okay, so I go in there. There's fucking mud everywhere on the floor. There's trash bags and fucking beer bottles and cans everywhere. There's roaches. And I'm like, fuck. So you have to go in there and just clean it all up, right? But the whole goal is to do these side jobs for people to build up money Which then you take and buy your own houses and fix those up Mm. and then sell them and yada yada. And it's like, I don't know. It's not super interesting to talk about, but like playing it is super chill, you
2: know? Yeah.
1: I've watched a friend stream this game to me before, and it just, like, an early version, I think when it was in, like, pre-alpha or beta or whatever, and it just seemed like a really relaxing process, and you get to make a lot of little decisions, like, with paint colors and stuff, and, like, he was, like, deliberately choosing hideous paints, like, he's gonna make everything 70s avocado green and shit, nice, <laughs> just for the laughs, but, like, it, it seemed I don't know, like, strangely fulfilling looking.
2: This is one of those kind of games where you can just throw some music on, chill out, and fix up a house, pretty much.
0: One hundred percent. I've been listening nice. to uh, re- wrestling podcasts and just fixing things. Ah. And uh, yeah, yeah just, just take super- that.
2: Just takes me back to Ultimate Fishing Simulator and Underground Eighties, baby.
0: It would one hundred percent be another game like that. Although I don't know if there's multiplayer, but I could absolutely see us three doing that for the show, and all just like sitting in chat like we are now, but we're just fixing houses and talking bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, I'm wondering yeah. if we ever get
2: to American
0: Truck Simulator. If that's going to be the kind of game where we can just listen to our
1: tunes and cruise down the highway. So, dude, we could pr- we could CB lingo each other
0: the whole time. <laughs> Old oh, buddy,
1: I'm dra- I'm driving down the dime right now, trying to pull a double nickel.
0: Got ourselves a convoy. Breaker breaker, breaker one nine. nine. What is it? <laughs> Tim, for you some bitch pile of monkey nuts. What was <laughs> it from a uh, gold member? I think. <laughs> Woo Um American Truck Simulator. I want to say it's got some radio stations, but you can also like it comes in the files for the game. There's a folder where you can put your own MP3s. You know, it's easier than that. Just opening up an app and playing oh, it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know <laughs> that. But, I mean,
0: it's like I did it for uh, Grand Theft Auto Five as well, and I think on Four you can do it too uh, on the PC versions at least. There's a folder for that, and then in the radio stations in Grand Theft Auto Five, there's one called uh, like Self FM, and it. Plays through all your music, but it still puts in commercials like normal oh, nice. Rant the Thought of stuff does. Um and as far as multiplayer in American Truck Simulator, I've looked into it. There is a way to do convoys, just not sure how it works. But would one hundred percent C B radio fuck around with you guys while we're making deliveries? Awesome. I mean it's going it's going to be awesome. Um because at the end of this episode, that polls over. True.
2: Ah, true so if it's finally still winning, official
0: <laughs> if it's let me see let me check real quick
2: make sure nothing's crept past it while we weren't looking nope it is while
1: you're talking i can say that you mentioned grand theft auto 4 i want to say that today we or yesterday we got some news that there had been a rumored remaster of gta 4 and apparently that is not going to be a thing
0: oh yeah G- like that
1: the uh the definitive edition had been so poorly received that gta people are not really interested in uh doing any more remakes at this moment
0: yeah and and uh red dead the first red dead was gonna get a remaster yeah. they shelved that as well hmm. it's a bummer man the
1: first red dead is in red dead revolver or red dead redemption one
0: uh, red dead redemption one okay I, when did Red dead
2: redemption come out like what year was that game red
0: dead redemption that's ps3 i have it on ps3 yeah i was gonna
2: say
1: it's it's old enough to have it on ps3 i think so
0: okay
2: I can, I, can really- I was just curious if it was... Because like some games aren't old <coughs> enough to warrant a remaster or remake, and then yeah. they do it anyway. I was wondering if that was actually old enough to warrant it, essentially.
0: uh, It's 12 years old, May 18th, 2010.
2: Yeah. Okay, I think it deserves it then. Especially since 2 was so well received, I feel like Red Dead Redemption is a game that could definitely use a little bit of upgrading for the modern gamer that's going to want to go back and play it after 2. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. kind of like what's going on, I think, with their, their remaking uh, The Last of Us Part 1, which I feel like didn't come out that long ago, but it's another PS3 game. Although it did get a PS4 version as well. But, you know, it, old Red Dead didn't. <laughs> and now it won't, apparently. But if they would just, like... I was hoping that they would do a remaster for that and release it on PC. That yeah. way I have both of them on PC because Red Dead 2 is a prequel to Red Dead 1. <laughs> you know so it's like oh, I want them both. Um I also did see that they're working on Grand Theft Auto 6, but it's not planned to release for like another I don't know like 6 to 7 years or something like that. And then they'll be working on Red Dead 3 and I'm like, "Oh my god. Dude, I'm going to be an old ass man like <laughs> when some of these games finally come out."
1: yeah place your bets boys who comes out first gta 6 or elder scrolls 6 jesus
0: (laughs) oh i bet elder scrolls 6 comes out first
1: i'm actually i actually believe that yeah now Now, that that, i'm leaning that way just because they seem like they have actual forward progress on that one
0: The the real question is what comes first gta 6 or fallout 5 Mm -hmm. because fallout 5 isn't slated to start work until after starfield's been out and they're doing close to done on elder scrolls 6
2: Ooh, that's a hard one to say. Like, oh. <laughs> Rockstar is kind of a butthead, though, so I don't know. Might be. That's true. <laughs>
0: that's true. Dude, they have... I was thinking, uh, somebody in another Discord that I'm in posted a thing about Diablo Immortal, and they were like, while this is shitty, this is going to fund the big AAA games that they want to do. You know? I hope so. And I'm hoping that Grand Theft Auto 6, they basically have an infinite supply of money from Grand Theft Auto Online, that they could put towards Grand Theft Auto 6. So hopefully that game will be badass. I Gotta and, hope. And, and eventually I would love a Grand Theft Auto in like England or Canada, something like Vancouver or something. You know what I mean? Like give us somewhere other than American cities. But
1: England would be interesting because literally the third Grand Theft Auto game was Grand Theft Auto London 1969. Mm-hmm. It was the nice. last one that came out before the 3D games. So... Like and I think that also came out before Austin Powers, which is kind of crazy that they were doing a British nineteen sixties (laughs) thing.
0: Yeah, baby. God, I love Austin Powers. Sorry. Anyway, um, so
1: so I'm just saying, I think it'd be
0: cool if they went back to London.
1: Like, although they would probably make a fictionalized thing instead of calling it Londoning, and it'd probably be like Castle City or I don't know Castle
0: Rock. (laughs)
1: And they do some hilarious joke where instead of the Eye of London, the Ferris wheel is called the Brown Eye of London. And it hey. looked kind of like a butthole. Because that crazy South Park humor they love so
0: much. <laughs> um, another, another game that I tried this week that is one that I really think that you guys would dig. Um, It's called Forewarned. I know we, t- we talked mm. about this in our chat a little bit. So it's very, 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 very reminiscent of Phasmophobia, right? except instead of going into haunted houses, you were going into ancient Egyptian tombs searching for a relic. Um, just a, a quick go through of how you do it. You go up into your little main area. Uh, there's like a laptop and some screens that you can download information about what you're supposed to do to your little tablet that you carry. But then you open your backpack and you have your choice. You can carry four or five things. I don't remember, but I always leave one space in case you find something of worth down there um but you have your torch a lighter uh one of the things that you can talk to the ghosts with um i don't i can't remember the name of them uh then you also have like a size meter and then a flashlight there's like a couple other things oh and a metal detector but when you're down in the actual tomb um dude the atmosphere that they have like going on in your headphones is so fucking good and like when we would be talking to one another the way they do the echo and stuff on the voice, it sounds like you're in a big fucking chamber. Nice. Huh. And when you start walking away from one another, yeah, eventually you just can't hear one another. And so I was walking around going, Steph, 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 Steph where the fuck are you? Steph, 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 Steph. And she's like, what? What is it? And I'm like, we have to go. I found the relic and now the thing's fucking manifested. Let's go. Because <laughs> that's what happens. Once you find the relic, the Mejai or whatever it's called, manifests. And then you have to find the blue lever to open the door to be able to get out and survive. Now, the the reason I bring this up is there was a moment that I thought was really cool that I thought you guys would get a kick out of. So, whenever you die, you get taken to this afterlife thing, and you have two portals that you can go through. One is to be a good mummy, and you can go in and you can help your friends finish the level. Or you can be a bad mummy and you can go in and kill your friends. It just depends (laughs) on what you want to do,
2: right? Can you be a fruity yummy mummy?
0: I don't know. I didn't see a fruity yummy mummy choice. But if you can be a fruity yummy mummy with a Big old cummy tummy, that'd be sweet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you fruit brute, how dare you?
0: <laughs> Booberry.
1: I can't believe we've made all the monster cereal jokes except Frankenberry and Count Chocula. Great right. work, team.
0: Count Chocula. There
1: it is.
0: Crankenberry. Crankenberry. Wankenberry. I said Crankin'. Crank, I said Would
1: Crankin'. You, you said crank? That's also very good, yeah. <laughs>
0: We could be spanking Mary. Ooh. Yeah.
1: All right. Well good teamwork. Good teamwork. <laughs> um
0: Jesus Christ. Um, so one of one of the because it's it's just like phasmophobia, where things happen and you have your uh information where you're trying to decide which of these is the ghost, right? So you have to figure that out in order to open the door to get to where the relic is. And it'll be like um You'll hear them, or you'll see wisps and stuff, or they'll just straight blow your torch out or blow any of the torches that you've been using out. Um, They'll reanimate mummies, and mummies will start coming after you. Different things like that. So I'm expecting all this stuff. So I'm looking for Steph, looking for Steph, and she comes running up to me. And she's just standing there with her torch, and she's not talking to me. And I'm like, what are you doing? And this fucking mummy comes running up to me. And it's it's like a distorted, evil voice, but then I can also hear Steph's normal voice on top of it. So like the weird vocal effect they do is really cool, but she's just like, that's not me. 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 That's not me! So, I was, so I was like, oh, so this thing shape shifted into her. So I started walking around and it was just following me. And then of course, Steph goes, hold on, hold on, hold on. You want to see, wait, stop. You want to see something cool? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And her little zombies, like or her mummy's standing there and she just starts doing the Macarena. <laughs> <laughs> right? And as she's doing that, her character, which is possessed by this thing, turns into the monster. Fucking grabs me and kills me. (laughs) Son of a bitch. So I'm just saying, there's a lot of weird, little, cool mechanics in That 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 sounds pretty. That sounds like fun
2: for real. I like the sound of that.
1: Yeah, I'm impressed by it. You said the 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 uh, uh, the voice chat and the sound effects are really good, and that seems like that really helps with the kind of atmosphere of that kind of game. Mm -hmm.
0: And it it creeped me out unlike Phasmo has in a long time I think it's because I'm so used to playing Phasmophobia with you guys that like something really ridiculous has to happen to make me jump this was like I'm walking around in this tomb it is like fucking dark in there and I'm holding the torch in my little flashlight and I remember I dropped my torch and I was like oh fuck so I'm relying on my headlamp which makes me see like two steps in front of me <laughs> so I'm just like walking around and all I can hear is this atmospheric it just you can hear the thing like <laughs> in like a room next to you and stuff and you're just like oh my god what the fuck it's really it does it does the terror really good
1: that sounds fun
0: yeah. well y'all know what the next big holiday after fourth of july is labor day, labor day. which i learned on facebook but yes halloween <laughs> Woo! i my said favorite. one
2: that people actually care about <laughs>
0: yeah halloween dude i can't fucking wait spooky oh, we- games coming back yeah, we we got to figure out how we're gonna do that. Um, oh, we can hash that out off the episode. Yeah, we don't have to oh, do that. I, right. I have some, we don't have to do that. I have on some July ideas. 5th.
1: I have some ideas, and I didn't want to um say them on the air in case they didn't all go yeah, through. It, let's but I had some ideas of, yeah, but us not Yeah,
0: we'll, we'll we'll get with that afterwards. Cause um, I have some ideas too. So
1: excellent, excellent. Love to hear it.
0: I have, I have one other game that I've been fucking around, but I've been talking a lot. So you guys been playing anything interesting?
1: Well, I've
2: been reading a little bit. So oh, I finished two books over since the last time we recorded. I finished because uh, I know I mentioned that I started reading If It Bleeds by Stephen King. And that was a pretty good sl- collection of novellas. It was four books in there. And I think like two of them were kind of hoary. The other ones were kind of like alternating reality kind of stuff. It was kind of interesting. Mm. I-, I liked it. And then, Dalton, you also recommended uh, Books of Blood by Clive Barker to me. So, I read Books of Blood, Volume 1. And when it was good, I really liked it. There was a couple stories that didn't quite hit with me because it was, like, also a collection of shorter stories as well. So, like, the really big good ones really hit me. Like, Midnight Meat Train was intense and good. But there were a couple other ones in there that I was kind of effy on. But all in all, I liked it a lot. And I definitely want to read more of the Books of Blood.
0: Was the uh – is it the first volume of the Books of Blood that has uh, the Hellraiser story? No. No, uh,
1: no. I believe that is... Uh, I was actually just looking this up. Um, because it was... I, I, no, I got the wrong thing. Sorry, because
2: okay, it was so weird to me, because like that first story in it was Midnight Meat Train. That one was so brutal and twisted and kind of disturbing. And then a couple of the other ones just were kind of almost comical. You know what I mean? So it was yeah. kind of interesting how that played out.
0: Um i haven't i haven't read it in so long i need to reread it um but i remember the midnight me train just being like oh shit yeah. you know just it me like oh fuck this, this like is that so would, i would classify
2: that as brutal you know yeah
0: absolutely um it looks like oh the story that i'm thinking of by Claire, clive barker is the hellbound heart yeah and that is what was turned into hellraiser okay um but yeah i basically what you're saying is what I've heard from anybody who's a Clive Barker fan is that when it hits it hits really good and then some of his shit is just not that great
1: yeah
2: that makes sense Yeah,
1: I think that that is the trend for like short story and novella and anthology collections in general too especially in the horror genre but mm-hmm. like even in the sci-fi ones you'll get a book with like eight good stories and three absolute stinkers or something yeah because I felt that
2: way about the illustrated man by um, Ray Bradbury as well
1: I was very specifically thinking of Bradbury because he has a lot of little collections of short stories. Yeah, the Martian even like Chronicles the, too. Martian, yeah, Martian Chronicles. I feel like um, even in the horror genre, like uh, The King in Yellow. I thought like started off with some really good horror stories and absolutely fell apart with the last like four stories.
0: Sorry, you said uh, the Illustrated Man, and I was like, oh fuck, I have that, and I'm looking on my shelf, and I'm like, I don't see it up there. Fuck, where is it?
2: <laughs> it was a pretty good collection. I like that one, but like. Yeah, like that's the thing about short story. I think it's risky when authors release those collection like that because they can tend to be so hit or miss, especially when their writing is so varied. Like Stephen King is one that I think has that happen to him too. Because like when he releases his shorter stuff, like some of it's pretty horror and some of it's not because he doesn't just write horror, you know. Like this is oh, the yeah. man that wrote Shawshank Redemption. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and uh, I remember what was the. I think he did The Green Mile, too, and that's he not did. really that, that much mm-hmm. horror. In that's it, not but,
2: horror at all, and yeah, he wrote that.
1: It's like weird fiction, if anything. It's supernatural. Supernatural, yeah.
0: One of my favorite Stephen King books was like, apparently not very, it's not very liked by like normal Stephen King fans, but it's, it was called Cell. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't and read that one. It's just like, a, oh, well, then I don't want to give away too much about it, but it, it basically something happens that uh, causes the world to fuck up and it's 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 a really good book um but people just i don't know didn't like it for some reason uh and quick uh it looks like i was wrong um hellbound heart is not part of books of blood it was part of night visions part three okay which i didn't i didn't know uh that that was even a thing so there you
2: go i'm sure i'll get around to some more barker coming up pretty soon other than that also played a few other games too i started like i because I've been thinking about buying this for a while and it's like, you know what? Screw it. I want to play it. I'm going to buy it. It was super monkey ball, banana mania. That game is fantastically fun. Like if you're not one to get frustrated with doing the same thing over again, like when you screw up and you can kind of see what you have to do next. I think it's a really good game for that kind of player where it's just like laugh when you die because like the the levels are all max one minute long. You know what I mean? So it's just a really, like if you're familiar with the concept of super monkey ball, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) It's just a really stupid, fun game that, Has surprisingly more depth to it than I figured it would. Like, there's a lot more gameplay. Like, I think I've put five hours into it and I haven't played the whole game yet. So I was pretty impressed by that. And then, how
1: do you mean by depth? Like, isn't it kind of a bunch of short, like, puzzles like reflex based like what, what what would you consider to be the depth of it
2: um like well it's kind of a collection it has like pretty much remade the first two gamecube games of super monkey ball in it and then they added like challenge modes and things okay. like that as well and there's a story mode I guess it's kind of went by depth it's like there's multiple modes of play to it and then you also have the super hmm. monkey ball mini games where there's like basically mario kart and monkey ball is one of the mini games in it so it has a lot of neat stuff like that and then okay
1: so just plenty to do yeah that sounds awesome yeah
2: another I started playing ukulele in the impossible Air, which is kind of like their donkey kong country tribute game and that's been a good time too but i ended up spending more time in super monkey ball so while we play ff7 in the coming weeks i plan on kind of playing those because i was a bad boy i cheated a little bit and i got ff7 on the switch over the weekend so i could play it while i was out of town so i kind of got a little bit of a couple hour head start on Final Fantasy 7.
1: I think I I can go ahead and speak for the entire group when I say that we had a little bit of blur this week and didn't focus super hard on Planet Coaster because I also spent a lot of this time finishing up sub-quests on Yakuza 0 that (laughs) I didn't get around to when we got our recording (laughs) done.
0: Yeah. I think
1: this was kind
2: of those weeks where we kind of just had a game where we could jump in and play for a while and still do whatever else we wanted to outside of it. Yeah.
1: I will say I finished the uh, pocket circuit in Yakuza 0 and the real estate business, and both of those were really fun. So, like, I'm still not even done with that game yet. Although, you know, the next game is so time-consuming that I'm going to have to try to develop most of my gaming time to it.
0: Yeah. I know uh, Jeremy's happy because Yakuza 0 is getting put on Game Pass. Yeah, after I went and bought
2: the entire series, I decided to put Yakuza 0, Kiwami, and Kiwami 2 on Game Pass again. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But at least now, like, you know, say a year from now mm-hmm. uh, or two years from now, you can go back and play it and not have to worry if it's still on Game Pass or not. You know, you, you own no. that motherfucker.
2: I'm not even a little worried about it because, like, sometimes I'll get a game on Epic or one of those free games from somewhere else and still buy it on Steam because I'm
0: a whore for Steam achievements. Yeah. Yeah. You know, real quick, you were talking about Super Monkey Ball. I categorize that in with games like Katamari, mm-hmm. where it's like. Mm-hmm. They're super fucking Japanese, but they translate over here really well.
2: Yeah. Oh, there's nothing not Japanese about Super Monkey, but yeah. like the cut scenes of that game, it's like, I don't know what's going on, but I like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and Katamari is a lot like that, too. And I wonder, that'll be a fun episode when we finally get to Katamari Damacy.
2: That's a game um, I've wanted to play for a while, so I'd be excited whenever we get around to that. The fucking music Pixar. is so
0: good.
1: <gasps> I haven't played a single game in the series and I still get the main theme stuck mm-hmm. in my head sometime
0: la, yeah. la 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 Katamari Damacy man so random Random. speaking of Katamari really quick there used to be a phone game that I would play that I loved I might have brought this up on the show before called Tap My Katamari <laughs> and it had the best version of Lonely Rolling Star which is just a song that's used throughout the Katamari series but the game was shut down you can't play it anymore Aww. so I thought I found an APK file of it, and it still lets you play offline. So I can't nice. like do the connect to get the extra stuff, or I can't do the watch a video to make it go mm-hmm. faster or anything. But I can still play it and listen to the music, which I'm cool with. Nice. Um,
1: Nate, that's not the only games. I saw you play a couple a game for a couple hours before we recorded earlier today, too. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. I kind of decided to mess around on Ultimate Doom a little bit. I played uh, through episode one of ultimate doom and you know what i forgot how easy because like, we played doom 2 and doom 2016 for the podcast i kind of forgot how easy the first episode and first yeah episode of doom was so i played it on the hey not too rough difficulty I oh wow i breezed through that game like it was so easy but it was such a good time just killing killing all these demons because we kind of were like um on a metal kick this afternoon we were just kind of just talking about all the metal we like and so i was like that got me thinking then somehow a doom link got thrown in there so i was like i'm gonna go play ultimate doom for a little while today
0: are you sure you weren't playing doom 3
2: (laughs) dude i don't know why discord thinks it's doom 3 it's the weirdest thing because i'm just sitting there and i look over and it says turtle bear man is now playing doom 3 i'm like no,
0: I'm not. I don't even own <laughs> Doom three <laughs> <laughs> and and like I said, the only possible explanation I can think of is that in Doom Three BFG Edition, like it has the Doom One and Doom Two in it where you can play it. but uh, yeah, even still, I think it would have said Doom Three BFG Edition, or I could be wrong, but yeah, it was yeah, very it was strange
2: weirdest thing. I wonder what would happen if I booted up Doom Two, you know, because would it do the same thing?
0: You you said you were playing Ultimate Doom? Yeah. Yeah. Was that like the third release? Like did that come out did this is Discord just being very literal with that being. No, Doom no, no. Order?
1: Ultimate Doom is a version of the very first Doom. Yeah, no,
2: but because like it shows the Doom Three logo from Doom Three when I was loading oh. it up. Well that's even weirder. Yeah, like I have no explanation for it other than what you said that like Doom Three has like the ports of Doom One and Two in it, and maybe Discord got confused,
0: but yeah, I was like, what? No I'm not <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've been fucking around with a game called Mountain Blade Warband. Mm. Um, it's basically like a medieval sandbox. They drop you in, and they're like, "Have fun." I mean, the the opening guy kind of explains to you. He like he wants you to like go gather a couple people for your party. But basically, what you're doing is you're trying to gather up like an army, and then you want to either start your own kingdom or become a vassal for a kingdom and like everything like i helped a a guy who said that he was the rightful owner to the kingdom of the nords so i helped him take over the kingdom of the nords um so far it kind of reminds me of a mix between uh total war and like civilization huh and it's just it's been it's been fun um but it's kind of like a strategy type game in a way, yeah. You definitely want to like think about what you're doing. But it's also like you can lead your troops in battle and then it puts you into third person or first person. And then you go in and you fucking fight. I, cool. I, sent, I sent you those screenshots nice. of my character just soaking with blood. Um, and that's when you're like that was from a siege when I ran a siege on a castle to take that castle over. And it's just it's a fun fucking game. It really makes me want to check out uh, Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord is out. And that is, it's still in early access, but it's like basically like Warband, but better from what I've read. And I'm like, fuck, this game's fun as fuck, but dated. If I could get this style of game in some new graphics, yes, please. New pair of shoes, I'll take it. <laughs> but I know you guys aren't as big on the sandbox games as I am. Even though we did play a sandbox game this week, in a way. Yeah. Um. Which, uh, speaking of that, since I already have Wikipedia pulled up and it's not the right Wikipedia, give me one second.
2: Dalton, what are you doing? Get the O-dubs up, my dude. I know.
0: I know dubs. I know dubs. <laughs> I need to record like a, a little ditty or something to be like, like the little O-dubs song or something. o w p s O W P S. it's time for O-dubs or something like that. <laughs> something dumb. Perfect. Print and press uh, it. Let's go. Yeah, there you go. All right. It's time for the O-dubs, the obligatory Wikipedia bullshit. Planet Coaster. Is a construction and management simulation video game developed and published by Frontier Developments for Microsoft Windows. If Frontier sounds familiar to anybody else, um, they also do the Jurassic, the Jurassic World Evolution games and stuff.
2: Uh, oh, that makes sense. Okay, so they're
0: they're yeah. very much in the management simulation genre. Um, it was released. This game was released worldwide on Sept. Sorry, this is uh done the british way the 17th of november
2: 2016
0: <laughs> frontier has previously worked in the amusement park construction management genre with roller coaster tycoon 3 oh okay huh. well there you go they made roller coaster tycoon 3 which is planet coaster uh is the spiritual successor of the roller coaster tycoon series which we'll touch on later okay. they also they also did thrillville thrillville off the rails and zoo tycoon and uh, i do want to say that jurassic world evolution came out after planet coaster um, and I believe they also do Planet Zoo. That would be weird if they didn't do Planet Zoo, but they were. Yeah, the I, I definitely
1: associated those in my head. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, same. Like anything with Planet before the name, I kind of think of it's this group. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, PlayStation Five version was released in North America and Australia on November 2020, and Europe on the 19th of November in 2020. Um, a Mac. Oh, there was a Mac version developed by Aspyr was released uh in november 2020 as well for both steam and the mac app store uh there are four different modes in the game namely sandbox challenge career and scenario editor in career mode you players assume the role of a theme park manager must complete tasks as constructing unfinished roller coasters or hiring janitors sandbox mode is exactly what it sounds like (laughs) you can go in there with unlimited money and do what you want and that was where my expertise of this episode is going to come in um challenge mode is similar to sandbox mode but with added difficulty as you will actually have to take funds into account which is the other mode that i really do enjoy um scenario mode which was added in the 1.4.0 update uh is similar to a career mode which let's let's go ahead and let's go ahead and bring that up before i forget about it um there was a weird glitch in this game that we ran into
2: yeah it was really unexplainable like i guess it's explainable but like it's, it seems like such a weird oversight, and it affected all of us. At least I know it did. Yeah, it did affect all of us. You too, Willie. So yep. what would happen was is like there's achievements uh, linked to Steam and everything. Like if you're doing a career mode, you can get a bronze star in it, you can get a silver star in it, and a gold star in it. And the Steam achievements are get a bronze star in career mode, get a silver star in career mode, get a gold star in career mode. However, I would only be able like I would do the entire a mission for this career mode level. And I would get the bronze star in the game. Cool. I got my achievement. I get the silver star, no achievement. Got the gold star, no achievement. And we were like racking our brains trying to figure this out. And then we uh, looked up and saw a discussion on steam was like, Oh yeah. Like um, if you, in order to get those achievements to pop, you have to either get the silver before the bronze or the gold before the bronze or silver to be able to get that achievement to go. And we we're like, what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Why would it be programmed this way? And Dalton actually tested it, and by God, he was able to get the achievements to pop for him when he did the gold before the silver or bronze. It's like, yep. it just seems like a really weird oversight to me.
0: Very fucking weird, man. And the the article that we had looked up or the discussion and mentioned a way to do it, which was with Chief Beef, one of Chief Beef's levels. Mm. And I went on there because the the bronze requires you to make a track uh like a go-kart track thing like 700 kilometers long no not that's a long go-kart track my (laughs) dude (laughs) 700 meters (laughs) 700 meters sorry like a decent size right but the gold star was like build x number of roller coasters get x number of people in the park so i just focused on that and never built that ride for the bronze star and that was and then i got the gold star achievement and i was like it's fucking weird that that's that's what you have to so strange
2: it's even but, weirder to me that it hasn't been patched and fixed yet When this game. So you said, it came out in 2017?
0: Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. No, 2016. Even weirder. Even we- <laughs> Yeah. I guess they've kind of just moved on. Yeah. Oh, my God. That scared the shit out of me. A notification that was so loud in my ears. Oh, sorry. Anyways. Yeah. So I want to kind of like you guys told me before we started recording, this was kind of both of your first experience in the roller coaster sim type games correct okay um so my history with these um back in the day i i you know i had a computer and i had like a a couple games for it and two of the games were the first roller coaster tycoon and a game called ultimate ride right and i wanted to bring up ultimate ride specifically because we'll touch on roller tycoon roller coaster more later but ultimate ride was a disney interactive game right and you could choose the type of roller coaster you wanted to build, be it a wooden coaster, a steel coaster, you know, one of the a hanging coaster, and then you had where you could build it in a normal looking park, you could build it on an asteroid, you could build it in like an underground lava volcano area looking thing, and then you could build it in like this grid room. Um, but the whole game was just you built roller coasters however you wanted, and then you could ride them in first person nice. So, I would build these coasters that would rise up out of the atmosphere of the asteroid and then drop down and then do all this crazy shit and it was such a fun game to play as a kid and I actually semi got that feeling from Planet Coaster with some of the stuff that you could do where you could ride first person in your rides after you were done with them, you know? Yeah. So, I thought that that was very cool that that trend has continued on. You
1: know. Um I think that that's something that's really interesting about this game too is that it's not just a tycoon game but also lets you build your own fantasy coasters and ride them and things like that too like it's trying to scratch multiple edges out there
0: yeah absolutely um so being is that this was y'all's first experience with this type of game what were your uh opening thoughts like what kind of was your first impression
2: yeah it was a little bit of something similar to my experience with um Kerbal Space program where it was slightly overwhelming when I first opened it up and started working in it. But I found a couple good YouTube tutorial videos that I felt like did a really good job of um, introducing the game mechanics and stuff. Like, honestly, I want to give this YouTuber a shout out. I should have pulled this up before I um, started talking because this guy, I feel like did a super good job of teaching me how to play the game <laughs> Like, because everything i learned i learned from watching this guy his name is geekism on youtube and like his stuff is just super professional easy to follow and he made learning how to play this game a much easier experience for me so shout outs to geekism on youtube yeah um, Geekism is great yeah and and once I started learning how to do things and everything started falling into place and making more sense, this game became a hell of a lot of fun to play in.
1: Yeah, and I would like to thank Nate because I, when he first started talking about the game, he made it sound so crazy that I was kind of intimidated to even jump in for a moment. Dalton, you look a little bit like you're about to wear that Arnold is Numero Uno shirt. <laughs> you are <were> super zen. <laughs> Uh, But uh, so Nate, like I eventually was like, Hey Nate, I'm trying to figure out how this game works. I'm a little intimidated. Do you mind if I like stream it to you and you can show me what you learned from the first park and I could kind of get it going. And so we did that and he showed me like some of the basics about like, you know, which way you want to orient your cues so that the riders have plenty of place to wait in line and how to make your rides more valuable when you first start. And, you know, how to build a bathroom so half of the doors actually end up connecting since that's apparently a pretty big problem. Yeah,
2: I did. I remember <laughs> when I first started installing bathrooms, I was like, I get notifications like, bathroom entrance B is inaccessible or whatever. And I was like, this has multiple entrances. So you basically had to build a path around both sides of the bathroom unit because there were stalls on each side that they could get into. I only saw the front face of it when I was starting out.
0: Oh man, yeah. That same shit happened to me, too, where it's like, oh, I have to worry about what's behind this as well. Okay. So <laughs> I'm start rotating around. I'll tell you, when you start getting into the uh, the Steam Workshop stuff where you download where people have made, like, like, for example, one of them was like the Princess Castle from Disney, and you could put that down, and then you could do walkways inside of it, and all inside of this fucking thing were shops built inside. Wow. So then you're Whoa. having to figure out how to do pathways to all of these, and it was such a pain. Yeah, that
2: is one but awesome. level of complexity I did not get into in this game was, like, building buildings with things inside of it. Like, I would use, like, the prefab stuff because, like, you could build some really intense and cool stuff, especially when you go to the Steam Workshop and look at some of the stuff people have built. But, like, that was a level of complexity I was not ready for in these two weeks.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, I'm going to spend the next four hours making this fucking food stall look awesome. Right. right? Because you could absolutely... <laughs> I think to I this. just
1: want... I want to jump right out and say that I think this is one of those games that if you spend 200 hours on, you'll still be learning how to do cool new things and getting new ideas and constantly refining your game. So I'm going to say that for all three of us, this is probably going to be a fairly shallow exploration of the game compared to an absolute veteran of it. But I don't think we knew anyone that had 200 hours in Planet Coaster to talk about, you know, fine tuning every tree so it looks exactly like the Magic Kingdom.
0: Yeah, and... And when he means you could put two, you could put two hundred hours into perfecting one ride if you wanted to.
1: Yeah, I think because that's yeah, I was true. Wa- I was watching one of Geekism's videos. And he's talking about you know we're only going to spend like twenty minutes on this coaster, but I've spent up to twenty, I'm like twenty one hours perfecting one ride. I'm like, what? How?
0: Dude, okay, so I can yeah, I, you have that finer control. I can give you an example. So some of the rides that I downloaded from the Steam Workshop and would put into my park, you know what I mean? When you would ride them, they had. Like, the coaster is there, and then there's all this stuff around it. Like, you would see in a theme park, th- scenery and stuff. Mm-hmm. That isn't part of the coaster, but it's part of the coaster, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So part of the build-out, sp- yeah. they spent time placing each one of those fucking pieces, and some of these were like, if this was in an actual theme park, I would be satisfied, you know? like To the point that, like, when you're doing the rides and stuff, especially if you have all the DLC and, like, the movie stuff, like, all there are triggers that you can do. So like when the ride goes to a certain point, it'll hit a trigger. So an explosion goes off or there's one in particular where you build a ride around a lake and you can put in a, uh, a pirate ship that's being attacked by a Kraken and you hit this certain trigger and it'll make the Kraken erupt out of the water and do its thing. And I'm like, dude, that is so cool that you can have that level of detail to make Mm -hmm. these rides exactly the way you want them.
2: Yeah. It's super impressive. And then some of the early game mechanics, too, I thought were really cool, too. Like, one thing that I learned from watching those Geekism videos was that one of the important things to do is to make sure that your queue line is interesting to keep people wanting to go into the lines. So you could use, like, trees, shrubbery, and you could, like, put animatronics by the line and things like that. But one thing that was really solid useful to do was to build your ride next to something else that pre-existing in your park like a food stand or something else that you already have some nice decorations built around and that would automatically increase your prestige for this ride because it was already surrounded by all this cool other stuff you had in your park yeah
0: yeah 100% and also one thing did you guys fuck with the priority pass stuff at all no I didn't play with that at all
1: no, I, it was used on one of the parks I took over for the career mode, but I never set one up myself. Cause I did watch a video about it, and the the way the priority queues work is wild because, like, you have to start it inside the regular queue and then build a separate queue that jumps to the front of the regular queue, but it isn't, like, a separate queue to the ride itself. It's so strange.
0: That's what I was going to say. Is They're fucking weird, but they're another way for you to make money. Yeah. You know, because you could charge $30 for a priority pass. People buy that shit. And uh, some of the prefab rides that I would, you know, be building the walkways for would have doorways that above it would say priority pass. So, like, that was the way the priority pass was supposed to go. And I'm like, fuck yeah, thank you for telling me that because I would have had no idea. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Uh, I guess I kind of want to talk, so we talked a little bit about the beginning of the game and kind of stuff that you could do. Let's talk a little bit more about the different modes. So, we'd mentioned career mode. And so, I guess a good place to start with that is we're talking about how there's, like, um things you can do to get like your bronze, silver and gold star. It's basically like you take over a park that's already in existence and it gives you missions that it wants you to accomplish. Like I know one of the early ones was just like um build a ride, build two rides to get silver star and get this many people in your park. And then the third star on it was get your park attendance up to 1000 in a day, build four rides, et cetera. So it did a really good job. I think, This game, I will say, had really bad introduction. There was no real good tutorial for anything in this game, so looking up those YouTube videos for me was crucial, but I will say that once you do learn a little bit about the game, the missions themselves kind of lead you in a tutorial-like way, but figuring it out on your own would still be a little bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: I think that seems really fair. I think that with guidance, the tutorials were, or the tutorials, the early game career mode missions were laid out so that they're definitely trying to teach you something and teach you things one by one. But yeah, without someone there to tell you like, this is how you make sure your janitors are actually in a helpful area Mm -hmm. instead of just roaming the whole park, or this is how you, you know, uh, build a ride so that the queue isn't only four inches (laughs) long.
0: Yeah. That was one thing I had to learn was how to route my queues in almost like a snake pattern so I could get more people in the queue
2: yeah one thing that I learned to do was to put your queue at the back of the like the entrance to the ride at the back of the ride and then build it all the way out and kind of snake it back around to the main path so that it was longer and then have the exit to the ride just let out directly onto the main path um, which I thought was pretty useful way to make sure that the um, routing kept moving with the ride
1: plus Plus, I feel like it gave you a great way to uh, have your queue pass through interesting terrain. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And for me, like I really liked career mode because like I'm kind of more of a goal-oriented type gamer. So I spent a lot of time playing those because I just felt like that little rush of adrenaline. Like, hey, here's a star. Good job, buddy. Like, I, I like that feeling in video games. So I liked career mode a lot.
0: Oh, yeah. Did, uh, did either of you dabble in challenge mode at all?
2: I didn't. I wanted to hear more about that because I think you mentioned that you yeah. played in challenge mode. So I'd like to... Yeah hear a little bit about that as well.
0: Yeah, so basically the way challenge mode works, they drop you into a completely empty park, much like sandbox mode. But you have, like, in in sandbox down there in the corner, it says unlimited by your money, right? Mm -hmm. When you drop into challenge mode, I don't remember exactly how much you have, but you only have enough for, like, bare bones at first. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you build your park up, and as you're having people come in and get stuff up in the corner, like where you would normally see your stars, Right. You hit that and a little window opens up that just gives you random challenges. Like one was uh, build a restaurant. So I built that and it gave me like, you know, $500 for that or whatever. And then okay. then more would show up where they were like, you know, have 1,500 concurrent people um, build a ride that has, you know, uh, build a ride that hits, I think it was 80 miles an hour, 75 miles an hour, have a ride that drops 200 meters, you know, like those types of challenges would pop up and then some of some of them would be like one that I ended up uh, hitting the button to make it go away because I just couldn't figure out how to do it was uh, have your monthly revenue of your restaurant reach like a thousand dollars and I was like well surely that's not going to be that hard it's fucking not as easy <laughs> as you would think <laughs>
2: <laughs> that sounds like uh, a really cool mode, though. So, like, instead of just having like three goals from the get-go, it kind of throws new goals at you as you progress within your park you're building, essentially.
0: Yeah, and it, I think it just perpetually keeps throwing goals at you until. You're like that. I might,
2: like, to, I might have to play with that because that sounds like a lot of fun too
1: more focused than the regular sandbox mode but more open than the career mode yeah and and i think you said that the geekism guy said this in one of his videos but it does feel odd that the mode called challenge mode is the one where you develop a park from the beginning of its career over the developments whereas the one that's called career mode has you just doing specific challenges in existing parks
0: yeah that is like that, is that kind it of, seems like backwards his very ass backwards yeah yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i, think I did something i heard a geekism video that i watched yeah
0: i i don't know man i i really enjoyed sandbox mode because it allowed me to be creative with whatever the fuck i wanted to do mm. but challenge mode was a lot more satisfying yeah you know i
2: see that and I played in sandbox mode quite a bit, too, because I just like to see what I could do to torture people, essentially. Like, I built, like, monster coasters that said, yeah, this exceeds G-Force. It's probably going to kill people. I didn't really say that last part, but I was like, this, is, this exceeds the G-Force. This is not safe for humans. I was like, nice.
0: That reminds me. We had, who was it? It was Fenris. Posted a thing about the euthanasia coaster.
2: Oh yeah, I remember seeing that a long time ago. Like, I, it was like a concept for a roller coaster that you could get on when you were at the end of your life, and it just would you would just ride this roller coaster and it would just end. I'm not exactly sure how it worked physiologically. I'm sure there's a good explanation think, for it.
1: I think the idea was that you would just suffer so many g forces at once, you would just lose consciousness, and then it would keep putting more g's on until you just weren't gonna wake up. Nice. Yeah. So basically, nice, like. <laughs>
0: from this drawing that i'm looking at it goes way the fuck up like way up and then drops down and when you get to the bottom it literally goes like curves a little bit and then throws you into a loop and then immediately throws you into a slightly smaller loop and then a slightly tighter Mm -hmm. loop, but a slightly tighter loop so as you're going through those loops at that speed it's hitting you with g-forces your body can't handle got it so it's like you pass out on the first or second loop and then you are dead by the very last one uh I don't know if that's. I don't know if that'd
2: be a humane way to go, but at least it sounds like it'd be fun at the beginning.
0: (laughs) Hey, I think you'd pass out. I mean, obviously you would. Like (laughs) that's what it's designed to make you do. But uh, it wouldn't. I guess I don't know. I guess depending on how sick you were, if you just wanted to go out with a bang.
1: I mean, it certainly sounds better than falling with a big stop at the end.
0: (laughs) No joke. No joke. (laughs) The ride. I would like if they ever made that. I need it. Like when the ride comes to a stop at the end and it's like pss, I need to hear the road warriors oh what a rush
2: <laughs> it reminds me of like that first episode of Futurama where Bender's in the machine
0: the suicide machine
2: yeah
0: <laughs> it doesn't Fry go in there thinking it's a phone booth <laughs> <laughs> and Bender's like hey man it's is our take yeah oh god I love Futurama so much
2: it's been a while since I've even watched it but that scene just still sticks out to me
0: (laughs) so something that in the sandbox mode uh, didn't fuck with me as much as it did in challenge mode was keeping my workers and my guests happy (laughs) because in sandbox mode like if the guests were like this park's kind of dirty over here I would open the menu place a bunch of trash cans and then buy like three or four new janitors and just drop them in that area right when challenge mode you can't afford to do that shit yeah uh, you could put trash cans down but like if you have a bunch of janders, that's a monthly concurrent cost you know um
2: but Dude, when i was playing in sandbox there was times where i wouldn't even make a path to my rides i was just making these for me these weren't for yeah. the public
0: <laughs> build it and just put it on test and then just ride it yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I, one thing that i i did learn is to periodically place oh what were they called they were building specifically for your workers. Uh, I can't think of the name of them right now, but it was basically like a rest area for your workers okay. to go on their breaks and stuff. And you could designate them for different style of things. Like you could make them where the security people are more likely to go there because they're going to get a security benefit or you could uh, make it like a rec room. So their happiness will go up quicker or that's cool. You know, a training room type, you know, things like that. And that really helped with, Keeping them happy as far as your workers go now the guests guests are unfucking pleasable i swear to god <laughs> it's like they say oh there's no bathroom here as they're coming off a ride so i put a bathroom there and then they're I'm like thirsty oh, I, i'm hungry yeah i'm thirsty and i'm like fuck so i put in a, a food thing and a drink thing and then somebody on the other side of the park's like i'm thirsty and they're 20 feet away from a fucking <laughs> sleepy <laughs> machine or something and which by the way did you guys see that there are vending machines and shit that you could put down, too? Yeah. That's a that's just a cool addition. Like, that's not something I would have thought to include in the game. Yeah. Just some vending machines, but you can, and that's fucking super cool. Um,
1: the- My favorite unpleasable guest thing was definitely you look at a ride and be like, 25% of guests think this ride is a fantastic value. 24% of guests think this ride is crazy expensive. <laughs>
0: Oh, so that's something that I do in all of these games that I don't know if you guys did. I always make all of my rides free and then I just ab- charge a bunch of money to get in.
1: I thought about doing that, but like the tutorials I was working on seemed to suggest that you could... That for At least for the, the mode we were in, the career mode, it was probably easier to just charge per ride and you could have the free admission or whatever. Yeah. Kind of the fair model. But if I were making my own park for myself, I would have done it that yeah, way Yeah, same. For
2: sure. like, I can't imagine going like, – I think there's been one theme park as an adult I've gone to that had a pay-per-ride model. Like, there's a single one yeah. I can think of. That's Beach Bend Park in Bowling Green, Kentucky.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been to one. Honestly. It
1: it feels more like a a county fair or state fair type thing, doesn't it? It absolutely does. Carnival in town.
0: Now, you have people like my buddy's son, who's also named Dalton, actually. uh, He plays Planet Coaster, and he will charge a fee to get in, fee to get on his rides, and if you want to take a piss, it's 10 cents. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, he, he makes bank in that game because he charges for everything. Like... And straight up, every one of his bathrooms, it's 10 cents. And some, like, I said, what? And he goes, oh, yeah. If I make a ride that makes them extra nauseous, it's a dollar.
1: <laughs> buy
0: the bathrooms, buy those. And I'm like, you're a fucking evil genius. And that's why you are rich in this fucking game.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I saw a guest get going into one of the bathrooms and come out and she was like, I sure am glad bathroom block number 28 is free to use. And I'm like, Guadalupe, I am not as horrible a man as you think I am. Now go ride my $50 carousel.
0: <laughs> that was another thing too, is I would like my parks. I always started with placing all of the coasters that I wanted. So I took up all the big room mm. and then I started filling in space with rides that are like the carousel or like the, uh, the roller coaster its just the circle that you just go into the loop um or you know the octopus arms there's all kinds of rides in this game
2: that seems like it'd be a really fun way to play the uh sandbox mode just build a bunch of the big ass roller coasters and stick all the little stuff in between since you have unlimited funds that does seem like it'd be a fun way to play it
0: yeah because then you can kind of like especially with the rides that i was doing from the workshop where like a lot of them were themed it's like you could place the the fantasy stuff over here and then you could build around that a fantasy village type thing and then over here, if you had some sci-fi, then you could do a sci-fi area. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's easier to build around those big-ass coasters than to build the village and try to build the coasters around that. Yeah, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, have like your uh, marquee ride of this area of the park, and then theme the rest of that like area based on it.
0: Yeah. So, um, did you spend
2: much time, Dalton, or really building custom coasters yourself, or did you mainly stick with the laid-out plans that were already existing?
0: I'm I'm a plans man.
2: Yeah, I, I was I mean, not was, good at building the custom coasters. Like, I, but one thing I thought was really neat about it was they did have the ability to have some things like you could use a stock loop in it and paste the yeah. loop in while still building it around the rest of the way you wanted it to. But I felt it was kind of difficult building the coasters. Like, I'd like to spend some more time with it.
1: Today was the first day I built my own full custom coaster that didn't have a terrifying rating, (laughs) and I was actually really pleased with it. Like, right before we recorded I showed you Mm -hmm. guys, and we did, like, a POV cam of it. I I used the stock loop, the stock barrel roll, or the stock corks drumming, and, like, a stock divey loopy thing. I don't remember what the term was for it, but, like, I built the rest of the path myself, and I, I thought it looked pretty fun. I mean, it was really simplistic compared to a coaster in real life, but, like... You know, I was using the grid snap and not trying to do weird angles, and I don't know. I, I had fun with nice. That.
0: Yeah, Willie Willie made a coaster with four loops, and he said, "Guadalupe, come ride my Guadalupe." <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh damn it!
0: <laughs>
2: <clears throat> yeah, like that one in my hashtag God. dad jokes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the 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 custom building though, I've seen people do it in videos. It's wild. Like you can like adjust your banking. Mm hmm and mm-hmm. like because if it's like oh I want to decrease speed okay I'll bank and raise it a little here so you go around this little curve but really you're just cutting speed and I'm like how the fuck like <laughs> y'all are way in more in depth than this than me like these people in these videos are fucking crazy and uh I, d- I already forgot his name but the guy that you mentioned was absolutely one of them
1: yeah much like much like Kerbal space program I feel like there's the way fun idiots like to play the game and the way people that understand physics <laughs> play the game yeah <laughs> I am not on team physics.
0: Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. Me either, man. Me either. Like I said, my favorite part was going through the workshop, finding really cool rides, putting them down, and then hitting test and riding them.
2: So I didn't spend much time Spe- looking through the workshop. What did you fellers see when you did?
1: I was investigating that a little bit before we came and was delighted I just searched Kentucky Kingdom, which is the name of my local theme park, and I wanted to see if people recreated any of the rides. And I found recreations of T3, Kentucky Flyer, Thunder Run, Lightning Run, Storm Chaser, and even like the Roller Scared, the Kitty Coaster we were talking about earlier on the Patreon section, and even former rides that got moved, like there was a Chang in there before it became the uh Green Lantern over at uh Six Flags um God, where is it? Six Flags uh, Great Adventure nice that's really
2: cool that somebody spent that much time building out these local rides you have to think it was somebody that either is a a roller coaster enthusiast that just knows every single roller coaster in the country or somebody from our area that was just really down and about those roller coasters (laughs)
1: I'm doing a bunch of little reading about roller coaster people over the course of this last couple of weeks because I ended up looking up like POV rides on YouTube of people showing off all these coasters including like you know ones at our local park that opened after we stopped going and like the roller coaster people are kind of a really intense fandom they will drive seven hours just to get to a ride that they think looks promising that's like not one that they have where they live or even just you know just a novelty to them
0: yeah I mean I, I love roller coasters, but I don't know if I drive eight hours for one unless it was like we were like making a thing out of like a park trip and it was going to be a weekend yeah. thing, you know, that. Kind yeah, of thing. for sure.
2: And I think that's so fascinating, like how all these different communities exist for all these different hobbies. Like I love that the Internet's gotten these people together like that. There's people that are just this passionate about roller coasters. Now they have this whole community that they can talk about their passion to. Like it's such a cool like there's a lot of things that suck right now. but There's some cool things about the time we live in.
0: For sure.
1: Yeah. Just like that information being free, people being able to share and stuff. It just, it reminds me of like, hobbyist groups back in the day would all they would they have like go to conventions to spread information or like have mailing lists and stuff or even like internet web rings and now they have like wikia and things like that and they can really centralize their information and share and i don't know it just it just seems really cool that that kind of passion still animates people over topics that you would think are a bit fringe because i mean obviously the roller coaster advocates say a lot of these people have to be grown adults and stuff and yet they aren't letting you know they're not being told like oh you know rides are for kids just like hey this is what we love this is what we're into you we're know? grown
2: adults talking about pc games on the internet baby yeah <laughs> truth true, truth, truth, truth.
0: <laughs> um so I, I while y'all were talking i pulled up my workshop from steam just to read through some of the ones or i was you know scrolling through um some that jumped out to me uh the donkey kong one did i show you guys that i don't Ooh, think so kong. so someone had created a massive tv Right, It looks like a big CRT TV with switches on it and everything. And let me see if I can take this picture and copy it to the our chat real quick, just so you have a general idea of what I'm talking about. So they built a coaster inside of this TV. Ooh, whoops, I hit the wrong button. And it looks absolutely insane. Um, I don't know how else to describe it. Hold on. I'll send this, and then maybe you guys can help me out. Why, I'm not trying to send the Alto music link. Why is it doing this to me? <laughs> My goodness. Golly gee. I know what I'll do. I'll just be cheap. And I will do that screen capture thing that I learned from Nate. There we go. Beautiful. So, it's like a giant ass TV.
2: Oh, and- yeah. I think you did it. That is so cool.
0: That is so dope. And they gave the aesthetic of Donkey Kong. But it's one of those coasters where, like, your feet dangle but also you might be upside down for half of it like as it goes through and it kind of like winds just down the tv kind of like you're playing through a game of Mar- uh, Donkey Kong yeah that's really and cool
1: th- it's, it's just this shit heavily reminds me of that one big scene from Super Mario Odyssey Oh yeah yeah <laughs>
0: yeah holy shit that was such a cool cool part of that game Oh yeah yes um, some other ones that jump out at me is like the Intergalactic Battle which was a dueling coaster mm. um
1: And I know
2: you posted some of that Star Wars stuff that you got on the um, Steam Machine Discord already that was really cool.
0: Yeah, what I need to do uh, is do a a screen capture run through of some of the the rides that I had gotten because some of them are so fucking cool. Um, uh, Superman, the ultimate flight from Great Adventure Six Flags. Nice. Um, I had that one. Nice. Uh, I had a Finding Nemo roller coaster that was actually really awesome. Um, some of these rides though that people have made are dark rides. So like, uh,
1: Ha. Huh. I wouldn't have thought of making a dark ride. That sounds really cool. It, like a space mountain type thing.
0: Ex- exactly. I'm looking at over here. Like my cameras over here. Yes, exactly. Um, the one in particular that I wrote was called dragon blood manor and it was like a, a haunted house type ride. I think a uh, Disney's haunted mansion style, right? With triggers that go off that have ghosts and everything happening when you're nice. going through it. Um, Another one of the dark rides, I can't remember the name, but the way it's built is it's got a building and then a giant, what looks like an asteroid where the actual ride is, right? Mm -hmm. You put that underground. So like all you see on top of the ground is the building with the entrances to go into the ride. And when you actually ride the ride, that shit happens underground in this ball thing. And it's it's so cool.
2: Because like, I remember I was looking through stuff, and like I know that there was features where you can mess with the terrain and build tunnels through things, and I was t- way too intimidated to try to do any of that myself, but I can just imagine building a roller coaster that goes through a giant cave, and you just... That just seems so badass to me.
0: Yeah. there And there were people that did uh did rides where they would take the rock scenery and build their own caves. That's so That cool. the ride hmm. would go through. And, and we haven't even touched on... This game's got water rides and stuff, too. Oh, yeah. So... You know, there, there were a couple rides that I had. The one in particular that somebody had made. It was the craziest fucking thing. It's, it's, it's one big ride when you place it, but there are three rides within it. There's a track ride where you're riding cars through it. There's a roller coaster that runs through it, and there's a water ride. And, like, th- there are points in all three rides where you see the other ones, but it's all going on in this one big scenery area, and it's the coolest fucking thing. People are way more creative than me. Yeah. I mean... I could think of really cool stuff, but when I like when I sit down and do it, I don't know.
2: Yeah, it's like I don't have the skill set to do it, but it's really incredible seeing these people that have put stuff like that together that do have that skill set. It's like yeah. mm, moi, chef kiss.
0: Absolutely.
1: That makes me wonder if anyone's ever tried to build a uh, dueling water slash track ride and call it the surf and turf. <laughs> oh my
0: God, that's fantastic. I love uh, it. Here's a dueling coaster of the Mule near Lightning and Thunder. Oh, that's
1: a type that's a yeah.
2: name. I remember. Okay. So here's a little sad about dueling coasters. We had one at Kentucky Kingdom when we were growing up that was called the Twisted Sisters. And it was like a pretty cool ride where there's like, I think it was a pink one and a green one that would kind of intertwine on the tracks and stuff. And it was just like a really cool ride. And then they got sued for the name. Oh,
0: <laughs> they should have changed it to Gianna Sisters Twisted Dream. <laughs>
2: That's good. That's so good.
0: So I want to send you guys one more thing. Okay, this was from the workshop. Uh, I will describe it after they see it because I would like to hear their reaction before. So this is a this is a bathroom. Okay, that someone built. Okay, it's sending right now. Oh my god! <laughs> I
1: love that. That's genius. It is
0: the little plop of horrors. That's so good. And it, it, it's, it's Audrey 2 up. and all that. <laughs> and basically, the way it works Audrey number 2. Hey. Oh, there
1: it is, boy.
0: <laughs> uh, you see the way the concrete's kind of above the ground. What you do is you just sink that to make it level. And then you just do your path through the door and then through the inside. And then at the very back, there's a bathroom that you would connect the path to. Okay.
2: I have one thing to say about bathrooms. Can we talk yeah. about the disturbing ass stock bathroom that came in like the first. A story mode mission that just looked like a giant clown's face.
0: The clown, <laughs> yeah, the clown one's weird, man. I would randomly place that, and then later on be like, "No, that doesn't fit." I'd replace it with like a fantasy village one yeah. or something.
2: It's like I don't want to walk into Bozo the Clown's mouth to take a piss.
1: I mean... <laughs> oh, don't you want to get a grand prize game going and try to get that crisp clean new fifty dollar bill? <laughs> I,
0: I had to p- <laughs> have five
1: six six-year-olds and got to get a little splash in each one. <laughs>
0: I had to pee in a clown's mouth once. I don't want to ever have to think about doing that again. Oh, Lord. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
2: We all float down here, Dalton.
0: <laughs> You'll float too. Speaking of, your eyes are floating, kid. Piss in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. Lord, I apologize. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. Penny Wee Sounds like a good
0: time to me to
2: see what the fans asked this week, you know?
0: Hey, that works for me, my brother. Okay. Um, so, fan questions first up we got one from Jeff and then we have a tie-in question and I think this is one this one's gonna be more for like easier for me to answer so we'll run through this and then we'll go through the other ones so Jeff wants to know this game or rollercoaster tycoon Um, so I have an interesting opinion on that and that is that planet coaster plays better looks better and all of that right but I have a very nostalgic love for that 2d sprite aesthetic of rollercoaster tycoon 1 and 2 So as good as Planet Coaster is, I would probably go to Planet Coaster over Roller Coaster Tycoon 3. But when I'm looking for that nostalgia, I still want that 2D Roller Coaster Tycoon that I grew up with. So take that answer for what you will.
2: I think that Um, that makes a lot of sense because it kind of has more of that old Sim City type of feel to it. 100%.
1: I was literally going to say it's like trying to compare like SimCity 2000 to S- city Skylines or something. You've got a lot of new modern technology and a lot of cool 3D stuff you can do, but sometimes you do want the simple and nostalgic. Yeah.
2: and if, My answer okay. to the question, though, is easy. I've never played a, a rollercoaster tycoon game, so play it coaster.
0: <laughs> um,
1: I don't like video games. I don't, I'll, I'll take the next one. <laughs>
0: uh real quick like when i was a kid before i had a computer in roller tycoon the game that i had was on playstation and it was by bullfrog and it was called theme park nice right?
1: oh yeah theme park
0: i had theme park and then later on when i grew up i got a game called uh theme park world which was turns out was the sequel it was it was really called sim theme park but it was mm. theme park world is what it was called here i guess or or i got the european version i really don't know how that worked or whatever <laughs> but Anyway, that was a cool game. It was more early, early 3D, so very rough polygons and stuff, but still a good game. But that first theme park is 2D, just deliciousness. It's wonderful. And it's on GOG, if anyone's interested. Nice. And it's stupid cheap. Uh, they also did Theme Hospital, which is uh, what Two Point Hospital is, mm-hmm. a spinoff of, much like Planet Coaster is a you know spiritual successor. Nice. Anyways, uh, so the add-on to Jeff's question was from Arcader. And he said, to add on top of this, what does Planet Coaster do to modernize the amusement park management genre? And what kind of additions uh, in Planet Coaster did you like? And what certain aspects of Roller Coaster Tycoon did you wish they kept? Oh, that's a a good question. Okay, so Planet Coaster, they definitely, like, you can get way more in-depth with customization than you can in Roller Coaster Tycoon 2 and 3, you know, any of those games. Like, Roller Coaster Tycoon, you could still build your own coasters and things like that. But you could not do it to the level of detail that is in Planet Coaster. Not even by a long shot. Um, So aspects of Roller Coaster Tycoon that I wish they had kept in Planet Coaster. Man, I don't know. I have your answer
2: for you, Dalton. I have your answer for you. So you know how in Dragon Quest XI you could switch from 3D to 2D mode? Imagine
0: if you could do that in this game. Hold on. Let me set my phone on my lap. (laughs) Fucking boner city, bro. Like that would be so sweet. Oh my God. That would be fucking awesome.
1: Actually. I had a pretty similar suggestion. Actually. The one thing that's really handy about 2d games compared to 3d games, especially this game is this game. Sometimes did some really unintuitive things with the camera. Like, uh, like for one thing, the easiest way to rotate the camera was middle button dragging, which just does kind of feel a bit strange in general.
2: Fun fact. I bought a new mouse because of that.
1: Oh, wow. Like, that's the
2: whole reason I ordered a new mouse, because my middle button sucked on my previous mouse. Like It didn't want to work. It just wanted to scroll. Like, so I had I had trouble with any game, Like even like Doom 2016, where I needed the middle button a little bit to do anything. So I was like, screw it. I'm buying a new mouse. And much success. I
0: was like, world's difference, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. But between the uh, middle button being the main, the main rotate camera perspective thing, and also I feel like the camera would sometimes... Like, it's, it was hard to figure out what the center point the camera was rotating and zooming around from and to was. And so, like, you would sometimes do, like, left click and try to pan up. And you'd be like, where the hell am I now? Ooh. So, it was a little easy to get lost in the camera, I
0: feel like. Let me tell you where I had the most issue with that. Those rides where I was telling you where they would have the signs that told me where to put the the pathways. Getting the camera in an angle that I could correctly see the pathways where I needed to sometimes took me, like, triple the time it took me to lay the path down was getting the camera right I specifically remember the Finding Nemo ride like trying because and it was really easy they had on the same side there was an entrance way and an exit way and it was beautiful except trying to get the camera into that motherfucker so I could lay the pathway inside of the building was so hard (laughs) so yeah uh, and just a fair warning if we do any other frontier games uh, the camera's like that in all of them in the Jurassic World games, in Planet Zoo, um, their camp, the cameras, just it is the way it is. Um, yeah. But they have like Frontier has this style of game pretty fucking down pat because this game's great. You can go listen to our episode on Planet Zoo. That game was great. Um, I'm sure we'll cover Jurassic World Evolution because I know we all like dinosaurs. At some point, we'll play that. That game's fun as fuck too. Oh. <laughs> uh,
1: And I do want to say that even though we're criticizing the camera, this is from a jumping-in perspective. And, like, one thing that, like, in that Geekism video he mentioned was he gets a lot of people asking him why they have trouble, you know, what to do with the camera. And he's been using it for so long, it becomes second nature. So, eventually, you just—it becomes so easy to deal with that you don't know what we're complaining about. And maybe one day we will reach that point with these cameras. So, like— I'm just saying it is a it's a bit of a, a learning curve for someone that's new to the specific camera controls not that it's objectively terrible. Right.
2: Now I completely agree with that, Dave. And like I will say it's one of my biggest complaints about the game is the camera controls, but I also think that that's more of a me issue than a frontier of this game issue.
0: Yeah. What do they call that the uh, the user uh, problem with the user not the interface or something like that? I don't remember. Pro-
1: exactly. Problem exists between keyboard and chair. <laughs> yeah, there you
0: go. <laughs> All right next up Adam uh, what do you think makes a good roller coaster in real life
1: Mm.
2: so there's a couple answers to that because I think there's two things that really make a good coaster and they're for two different types of coasters. One is all the flashy, dramatic flair outside of the actual ride itself. Things like what we were talking about in the Patreon, like that Harry Potter ride with the, th- the screens that go past when you're riding on the coaster itself. Like, if you yeah. took those away, I don't know that that ride would be amazing. But since it had that, it was a really great experience. But then there's also just the coasters that stand by themselves that don't have like that crazy budget scenery and stuff that are just a hell of a ride. You go fast, you flip, you move around, and it shakes you to your core a little bit, like... There's two different types of roller coasters out there, and they're both valid, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I really enjoy dark rides for what they can do with um, scenery and Mm -hmm. things like that. But there's nothing like walking up to a a theme park, and over the wall, you see this looming big bastard, and you're just like, I can't wait to get to that motherfucker. Right,
2: because we can take it to Disney World, right? You have Space Mountain, the dark ride, which is incredible, but then you have Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, which is just that standing roller coaster that you're like, oh, yeah, that thing looks great, and then you get on it, and it is. They're both great experiences, but they're completely different from one another. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Thunder Mountain Railroad is one of the rides at Disney that's actually about the roller coaster instead of about like the animatronics and the yeah. uh, setup and the build up and all of that. Which isn't to be a big diss on any of them because obviously it's it's a, it's a fair it's a world famous park for a reason. And
0: and not to take away from that ride because it it has a, like a lot of cool aesthetic as far as like the old western yeah. mountain type yeah, ride true. thing, but it doesn't go quite as in depth as like say Space Mountain or Splash Mountain mm-hmm. with the animatronics Spl- and all of that.
1: Yeah, when I said animatronic, I was specifically talking about like Splash Mountain or uh, Pirates of the Caribbean or something. Where it's, it's more about what you see along the way. After <laughs> now. Uh, I guess my answer then is it's a kind of a combination. What the first thing I was gonna say was first impression was definitely it. Like the moment you look at the coaster, there ought to be something about it. I feel like that stands out. Maybe it's just a hugely imposing structure. Maybe there's this one loop that looks so insanely tight that you're like, what is that even gonna feel like? Like, um. The one I'm the one I'm going to bring up as my favorite coaster when we get to that question it had one of those for sure, yeah. uh, but like um, I don't need to look up a picture of I, to make sure I'm remembering I remember. I
0: personally first. I like really big drops, so like when I'm looking at the coaster mm-hmm. and I see that it goes way up mm-hmm. and then back way down, I'm like, oh yeah, because oh, you know you're, you're going to yeah, get baby. the speed. Yeah, and you're just going to yeah. haul an ass, and you're just like, man, this is fucking rad, you know.
1: But the other thing I wanted to bring up was the trip up the first slope, before you actually go down any. That moment of anticipation, what you see right before the ride drops out beneath you for the first time, just really sets the tone in such a cool way. And I think, like, all the great riots have that moment. As you
0: shivering
2: Nate. with anticipation.
0: <laughs> Hopefully, Truncate Silence doesn't fuck that too up.
2: I didn't think <laughs> about Truncate Silence,
0: damn.
2: Um, <laughs> on- Wait, <laughs> when, you,
0: when you were at Universal Studios, did they have the like the rock and roller coaster thing,
2: like the Aerosmith ride.
0: No, that's at Disney. Oh, yeah, right. MGM. Uh, that is the rock and roller coaster. Now that I think about it, but this other one's like called the rock. No, the rocket, the rock dash it roller coaster. I don't remember that one. Nope. Okay. So the whole thing is, you get in there, and there's a screen in front of you, and you could pick a song to listen to, and the song basically plays along with whatever you're doing. So I wrote it twice. I, first time I wrote it, I picked Kickstart My Heart nice. by uh, Motley, Motley Crue, Crue, right? Yeah. So the song kicks in as you go mm-hmm. over that first hill, and then you're, you're blasting down that. Hill. When I get high, get high on speed, and you're just fucking rocking down on this roller coaster, and it's awesome, <laughs> yes. right? So when I wrote it the second time, I'm looking through, and what did they have but Limp Biscuits rolling. Oh, hell yeah. So <laughs> I'm in this ride, and it's just going up. Throw your hands up. Throw your hands up. <laughs> and as it creased over, man, it was, throw your hands up. And as it went down, I move in, I move That's out. awesome. And I was just like, I am the Undertaker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dude, that That's already so sounds funny. head and shoulders above the rock and roller coaster, the Aerosmith ride at Disney. Because yeah. <laughs> you just listen to uh, fucking Aerosmith.
0: <laughs> I will say that the Aerosmith ride's cool because- it's a dark ride so like when you're mm-hmm. in there like it's all lit up like nighttime and neon lights and all that shit but yeah in the end you're you're listening loving an elevator living it up while we're going down and yeah. it just doesn't have that like motley crew limp biscuit just make you want to head You're fucking yeah. head banging while you're riding a roller coaster i, mean, I can just a, imagine just awesome. to
2: kick start my heart while going on an, ele- an elevator on a roller coaster that just sounds like a good time dude
0: <laughs> now i want to hear an elevator version of "Kickstart my heart <laughs>
1: I was thinking the elevator. Right? I was thinking like those tower drop rides, and it would be awesome if they did the Aerosmith with the Love and Elevator. But like right before they release, you just going down from the end of the song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they drop nice. you.
0: I want to do a uh, a heavy metal version of a like Tower of Terror type thing, but like it's a build up to a breakdown as you go up, and then the doors open and the breakdown drops, and that bass thing hits, and you just fucking drop. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh shit it'd be sweet um oh yeah so kind of to tag on to what makes a good roller coaster in real life uh what is the favorite coaster you've ever been on i probably just described mine so what about you guys
2: yeah so for me it's a heavily nostalgia induced because like i said earlier growing up going to this theme park you know you grow attached to things. And like I was also saying, there's two types of roller coasters. The ones where it's the ride that's about it. And then there's the scenery. Like there's the extra crisscross. I'm about the ride. So for me, the one I loved growing up was T2. Then became Batman, which then became T3. And it had a cool look because it was one of those ones where you had a feet dangling off the roller coaster. And had a lot of barrel rolls, flips, and turns. It did a lot in a short amount of time on that coaster. And I just loved every minute of it. It was just cool, like almost rusty red color back when it was T2. They painted it black when they called it the Batman. I don't know what it looks like now that it's T3, but God, I love that roller coaster.
1: I'm looking up a picture of it to see if they painted it red. I hope so. Looks like it. Looks like it. It's kind of a bright cherry, kind of a cherry red. Well,
2: I think it was the darker red when we wrote it because it'd been red for quite a while. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I guess I think this picture is this picture correct? Yeah, this picture is from 2015, so it's definitely after they were no longer Six Flags. Hey, maybe
2: it's faded back to that original T2 red at this point.
1: Hell yeah! So I guess the ride I was gonna say is actually it used to be the next door neighbor of that ride when it opened. It had like broken records for being like the tallest or whatever. It was a standing coaster that at the time was called Chang, and today it is at uh, Six Flags Great Adventure, where it's now called the uh, Green Lantern. And they repainted it green, except it used to be painted all yellow. They left the first loop yellow, though, which I think actually looks really cool now. Like, it, it, cause A, it's a nod to the original thing, but it also, like, in the Green Lantern cosmology, yellow symbolizes fear or whatever. So yeah. first you have to overcome that fear nice. loop before you get into the huge next loop. And the next loop is what I wanted to talk about because that thing just looks so sharp and so imposing. Like, the big loop at the very middle of the right is, I think it's the second thing you basically happens after you start going down. But it, it like, the moment I saw that when I, Chang first opened, I'm looking at that thing like, that is too much. Ain't no way people go through that. And that that made me so curious about it, but I don't think I wrote it for a couple years after it first opened. So that had just been kind of looming in my heart. And when I finally got to tackle it, I'm like, yeah, that was crazy, but man, that is a first impression.
2: for sure, man. I'm with you on that. Chang was a great ride.
1: The T3, probably in general, was like probably the most fun one. It was was a smoother ride than Chang. Chang was kind of like the most, like, it was almost too much which I kind of loved.
0: You know, that that ride being renamed reminds me of the wedding vows that Kevin Smith makes people say when he marries people on stage. Hmm. And he tells them he goes, "All right, repeat after me." In brightest day, oh, for fuck's in blackest sake. night.
1: <laughs> blackest no night
0: evil shall escape my sight. But those who <laughs> worship evil's might beware my power, Green beware Lantern's power, light. Greenland and then and he'll light. be like, "You may kiss the bride." And they <laughs> But the thing is is he's a legit like priest or whatever, so he, like that's his ceremony. They're literally married with the Green Lantern thing. It's just wonderful. Nice.
1: That is that is the most Kevin Smith thing it I've is. heard in a while. It makes perfect sense. It is.
0: Um I can think of one more ride that I love before we move on. Um it's at Epcot, right? You know how Epcot has the area with all the different countries and stuff where you can check out their different areas? Hell yeah. So there's an area for Norway. The troll ride? The troll ride holy shit i loved that thing because all i all i remember about it as a kid is there's like a lot of water and you're like in this thing and you go to the end and you stop and i don't remember what you're looking at and it might have been a troll but there's just something there and you're talking to it and all of a sudden it like tips its hat or whatever and that ride just takes off backwards yeah get the backwards. Yeah. <laughs>
2: i have bad news for you i think they rebranded it to be a more frozen ride
0: now uh well if it, if it's still the general the same ride, I'm I'm all right with yeah. the I like Kingdom Hearts, so I'll just be like, "This is a Kingdom Hearts ride. It's all good." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I just I really liked that ride. That was, was a cool kid. ride.
2: Like, I remember the first time I rode that, I was like, "This is one of my favorite rides." Like I have a picture of myself with the troll that they had in like the waiting room for the for the well, ride. There, that's the word ride, not elevator yeah, ride.
1: <laughs> I know
0: that's twice you almost I, said. I, elevator.
1: <laughs> I think it's fun that all the coasters we said here also have, like, something in common, which is that they aren't just straight-up roller coasters. Like, uh, the T3 is a suspended looping coaster. Chang, or Green Lantern, is a it's a standing harness coaster. And then the troll ride you mentioned, like, it starts off in reverse. And, like, all of those things are really super cool. It actually reminds me of, we used to have one called the Vampire at Kentucky Kingdom that did the whole roller coaster, then sucked you up the other end and did it backwards to cool, right? Hey,
0: we had one of those. I don't remember if it was no, that. Uh, Wild Adventures in Valdosta. It was called the Boomerang. And you did the entire coaster and then you went up this really tall straight part and just stopped there for a minute and then it dropped you and you did the mm-hmm. whole ride backwards. Yeah, that's really how cool. the
2: vampire rolled. It was cool.
0: And then you had the the rides like uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride and like uh, It's a you know, Small World and all of those types of rides too, which are like the... I guess they would be the smaller rides. Like after mm-hmm. you build the coasters in Planet Coaster, you put the smaller rides in. Those would be the ones. Yeah. Um. The one thing in Planet Coaster, real quick, that I didn't get to do, that I wish I had the DLC for, was put down the, the mini-attractions, which was, like, the shooting things at the little, like, oh, the yeah. gun and shooting and throwing the balls at the, trying to get the... I'm like, that would be a cool little area to have. Yeah. Even though if I saw that in a theme park, I'd be like, the fuck, is this a carnival in the middle of the theme park? But, <laughs> you know.
1: Um... I've got good news if we want to go up to New England and visit a bunch of our old roller coasters not only is a uh, great adventure the home of uh, Chang but Vampire is now flashback at Six Flags New nice. England
0: nice I wonder what a cinematic platformer roller coaster would be
2: like.
1: <laughs> flashback jokes
0: <laughs> um, and then the the final question that we had it would
1: be out of this world dude oh my
0: god <laughs> <laughs> there you go <sighs> um <laughs> Dude, we're killing it with the dad jokes this week.
2: <laughs> it's this mustache uh, power rubbing it off on you boys yeah
0: <laughs> i wish i wish i had a nice mustache like that i do not both of you have these nice mustaches i have this well i don't i don't want to tell you what i normally call it but <laughs> it's it's just, this is it um
1: Well, the thing is, we had to grow these because we were going to eventually do a Planet Coaster episode, and what other way can we talk about mustache (laughs) rides?
0: My God. Also, uh, something that we noticed, that everyone in this game's avatar, but mine, looked like a dad. Yeah,
2: absolutely. You can see
0: all your friends' avatars. They're all, like, wearing shorts and flower shirts, long socks and tennis shoes.
1: (laughs) Everyone looked like a tired vacation dad. It was amazing. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, our final question is from Jeremy. If you could build your theme park, what would you name it and what three rides would you include? And I'm going to add one more thing to this. Well, give it a theme. What would your theme for your oh, theme Oh, I was park?
1: absolutely thinking that. Oh, theme,
0: got yeah.
2: it. I've got mine down. All right. They, you sound like you're ready yeah, to go. Yeah, my, my um theme park is Hallowtown. Essentially, it's a Halloween-themed Damn. theme park. So 365 days a year, come celebrate Halloween with me. It has a kid's section and an adult section. So... The water ride there is going to be based off the creature from the Black Lagoon, and it's going to be like, if you know like those Mile High Falls at Kentucky Kingdom, Willie, one of those big log rides that takes you up and you splash down into a big thing of water, a little bit like Splash Mountain as well. So that's the creature from the Black Lagoon, and then we're going to have, I'm stealing the vampire back, and it's the vampire again.
1: (laughs) Ah, yes! (laughs) Welcome home, vampire. And
2: then I want, like... You know those swing rides where like there's like a thing that spins at the top, like and then there's swings attached to it and it kind of goes out in a motion like that. I want to have yeah. something like that where the it's kind of like a ghost themed ride for the kids. Oh, that would yeah. be cool. And then of course I want a haunted mansion there, something like the haunted mansion
0: one hundred percent. You could do that. Go, you could do like uh, intersperse it with ghosts and bats. Yeah. And of them fly, flying around that would be really yeah. cool. So that's mine. I would go to that theme park and love it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, dude. Anything Halloween themed. There's going to be a horror theme to mine, too, for sure. What about you, Willie? Um,
1: you- I didn't really think about this one before it, so I'm kind of, I'm still kind of... I'm knocking a couple around, ideas around in my head, but I'm a, a part of the way okay. there. Okay,
0: yeah, I'll go ahead and go then. Um, so I would definitely do a, a horror-themed theme park as well. Um, but I would lean more towards, like... So I don't know what this vampire ride you're talking about looks like, right? But I'll use that as an example. So take a ride based on vampires but i would want it to be based around uh Anne rice's vampires nice
2: the lestat oh. and,
0: yeah like lestat or uh like the uh, the queen of the damned you know and have it themed and and have it play music from the movies into your ears uh specifically probably the uh goth metal from queen of the damned <laughs> like deftones and stuff uh i think that would be really cool um I don't know if I would do a whole a horror section. I would like to do like maybe a horror section because I would always I would also like a, a fantasy section, right? You're talking about kids rides do like a uh, a carousel but cooler and make it Chocobos and Moogles. Yes. Right? I think that would be really fun. Um and then hell, you could do a whole Final Fantasy park and all of your roller coasters be based around uh Aeons or summons or whatever. So like the Ifrit it would be like a very like a fire based ride. Shiva would be the cold ride. You know, uh, Siren. You could make the water ride. That'd be It'd so be fun. Fucking, I like it. It would be cool. Um,
1: I I was actually almost really tempted to say RPG themed theme park at first. That was like my very first instinct, but I, I did come up with something okay. else instead. Do you have one more ride, oh, or did you say them um,
0: already? I let's see. Okay, so you've I,
1: given us the, the Moogle carousel. You've given us the uh, the stat the kind of Lestatian... Yeah, the list that. Okay, so another
0: one for the fantasy place cuz I think I would do horror and fantasy cuz I can't think of a third that would be really fitting with the things that I like. Unless there's, like cuz I feel like the goth area that I would want would also be in the horror area. You know what I mean? So like let the gothic Victorian stuff live over there, but so in the fantasy world, do an old-fashioned big ass wooden coaster, right? Mm. And theme it for the classic man, theme it after Dragon Quest. Nice. Put some slimes and stuff in there. Maybe a big ass dragon for you to find and everything. Uh, I don't know what characters you'd throw in. Uh, Absolutely. Actually, I take that back. The guy who like is the guy who talks to you as you're walking and approaching the line has to be Yangus.
1: Nice. <laughs> okay. Nice. It has to be. In
0: fact, I want it to be oh, Yangus off. and Silvando. Yes. Like them chilling yes. and they're explaining the ride and then you get on and then you go and do your thing. I think that'd be really fun. Did you get like a boat themed ride where Silvando and Dave
2: introduce you to the ride? God, yes.
0: And sit back, lovelies. This is going to be a bumpy ride. And then the doors open and the boom I love so it. like <laughs> That's so good. That would be fantastic. And then you could come upon that fucking kraken thing that you have yeah. to fight. Yeah. And, like, and then it drops. And they're like, oh Davi. <laughs> oh yeah. This is this is awesome. All right, Willie, let me hear yours.
1: All right. Um, So this one is kind of a mixed bag of ideas, but the ultimate idea I kind of have for the park will be an overriding synthwave theme. Nice. I think the idea I wanted to go with it would be to call it Outrun Palms. So the uh, very first idea I had for a ride... I mean, you gotta you gotta have cars. You gotta have some night-related stuff in there. And what I was thinking would be tight would be an indoor dark ride roller coaster. Maybe not the most intense, but it would be a loud music blaring. It'd be a very specific song because this ride is the Night Rider. Nice. Gotta have that kit music blaring, and you know, you don't even have to theme it that much to the movie or the show. You just kind of have to, you know license the name and get the music and after that you're pretty much clothed and, you know I,
0: I would like to suggest that a park like that all of the roller coasters be dark rides
1: that was one of my first thoughts too but i felt like night if I, one of them had to be named after something and be a dark ride night rider would definitely
2: yeah. um, or this like, could be a theme park it's oh only my... open at night
1: oh shit
0: oh it's only open in alaska 30 days out of the year <laughs> 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 um Okay, keep going. I have I have a suggestion for your part, But keep going.
1: Actually, I'd, I'd like to hear your next suggestion because that was like probably the best ride. The only the other main idea I had was like I was trying to think of like kids rides and stuff too because you gotta have a kids ride. And I thought it would be fun to have one that had like kind of um kind of like a. I guess it would be kind of like the octopus ride in the uh, in the uh, Planet Coast where it's like four different limbs that kind of go up and down and rotate in a big circle around the middle thing. And I would call it the four on the floor because that's like a, nice. you know, a beat that you hear a lot in like 80s type music. Gonna
2: yeah. So if it's going to be all oh, the yeah. synth sound and stuff, is it only going to be open on The weekend? Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jesus. Uh uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, you, you, you. I mean, I guess you can only go to the park when oh it's God. half past five. <laughs> hey, it's another weekend joke. Yay! <laughs> Bread makes me poop. <laughs> <laughs> um. So my suggestion for your park is uh, a dark ride, themed with a lot of like dark pinks and purples. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and uh, maybe some like cool imagery and stuff like that. Right. But there's a specific song playing because the name of the ride would be psycho mantis,
1: right? Hey,
0: and that song's playing and it could, that's a long song. So the here's, would never be here's my idea long, for,
1: here's my specific idea for psycho mantis. So would set it apart a little bit from a lot of these dark rides. This is going to be expensive as hell. I guarantee it's not, it's, it's, it's purple. It's blue. There's black light everywhere. And the track is painted. So it glows under black light. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine
2: the upkeep on that track.
1: <laughs> I know that's the problem. This is why this is a fantasy park. True. Yeah. We're this is san- this is sandbox is that- mode. <laughs> this is a sandbox <laughs> mode park. I love it. I think we're done here. I think this park is ready to. I think it's ready to ship. Down.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, then <laughs> that pretty much uh, wraps up this episode, gentlemen. So that means the poll is over. I get to make a new poll. Yay!
1: So- Wait, like a long poll?
0: Yeah, a long pole.
1: Man, we, we don't do short poles anymore. Still we still
2: have that last short pole game. It's still just chilling.
1: <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah
0: that, yeah, that poor poor Cluster Truck. Oh, no, we have two short games, Cluster Truck and Titan Souls. We'll get to them eventually. Wait, wait, when did Titan Souls make it? I don't remember. It? At some point. <laughs> I think that was Cluster Truck had won the last one, and then the, the, the pole that was up, Titan Souls had won yeah, that one. Yeah, you're right. So I think that I just put them in there, and I'm like, we'll get to these eventually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, uh, the next game that we're going to be diving into is Final Fantasy seven, the original, um, ah. which means the winner of our poll. Oh,
2: go ahead. I was like, sorry, steam. I'm playing this one on the switch.
0: Nothing wrong with that. This is the second game you've played on the switch for the show.
2: Third. Well, second really. Cause I bought, I got Dragon Quest 11 on steam for the show, but I played hollow Knight this and Dragon quest 11 originally on switch.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That means that, uh, to the delight of Jeff, that this poll the winner is American Truck Simulator, so that's gonna be that's probably gonna be another one like Ultimate Fishing Simulator, where like we go into it like oh, this will be fun, and then we're all just like oh hell this is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I know I feel I feel that way. I'm interested to see how you I, guys. I feel
1: going. like this is a high ceiling game. I feel like this is a high potential ceiling yeah. game. I
2: feel like
0: sure. it's a high ceiling,
2: but the floor is pretty high too. Like, I don't feel like there's gonna be yeah. too much issue with liking this game. I think I think it's gonna hit hit all yeah.
0: hit on all cylinders for us. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do want to, it'll, it's pretty good in the beginning of giving you like a tutorial as far as, um, it asks you what kind of control scheme you want to use. I recommend using the easiest control scheme. Uh, just trust me on that. (laughs) Um, and then it'll give you a tutorial about how to like, it'll ask you to make a delivery, which is like a couple blocks down. And then it teaches you like how to back into place or you can just do the, uh, you'll see when we get there, it's a long way off. About a month from now, Well, two months from now, actually. (laughs) Or yeah, more. Like Final Fantasy <laughs> <It's> seven. <laughs> yeah, and 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 then if one of us picks a long game, it, it could be even farther off, but we'll see. Um so I guess that just leaves some uh some house cleaning. Uh the something I always forget to bring up. Um I am horrible at promoting the show. I know Nate has done an incredible job uh, doing us on TikTok. Um but as far as promotion goes, like we really strive on word of mouth so like if you could tell your friends like if you know people who are into gaming and you think they would like the show please share it with them um if you would leave us a review on itunes and spotify uh specifically itunes that'll help us a lot in the algorithm
2: set our and show to uh, download weekly onto your mother's phone she'll never know the difference she doesn't listen to podcasts it'll just start taking up space but we'll get a download you know it's fine
0: absolutely i 100 percent back that do it to your grandparents phone too um
1: do it hack your mama's phone tonight
0: (laughs) and and with that stuff out of the way if you would like to come join our discord where you can chat with us chat with all of our lovely discord members and vote on the polls that is bit.ly slash t-s-m-p discord all capital letters um if you would like to support the show you can go to patreon.com slash the steam machine podcast just one dollar a month. We'll get your episodes early and soon, possibly ad free. Haven't decided that yet. Um and then uh oh, oh god. Oh god, I clicked out Okay, there it is. Okay, thank God. Whew. I closed my notes there for a second. I was like, Oh no. Um I would like to give an extra special shout out to these patrons who donate ten dollars or more a month, and that is Nate Sir Cogsworth the seventh of Juniper, Jeff, the original expendable, Mr. Syllable, old Jeffy Lube himself. I gave him another nickname on the abs pod and I don't remember what it was, so <laughs> It's gone to the ether unless somebody remembers. And then (coughs) Arisa Adam, shout out to his podcast, Revival and Extinction. Uh, Also, some other shout outs, shout out to Pod, yet another BS podcast, podcast that me and my my buddy, Jeremy, do together uh, each week, just talking about random bullshit. Also, shout out to the JRPG Report. is a show that I do that is a weekly JRPG news show. So if that's your type of thing, check that out. That show is also safe to listen to around your kids. I keep it family friendly over there. Um, If you want a shirt you want your underwear with our logo on it, you want anything with our logo on it, uh tsmpproductions.threadless.com. And if you like our show music, pop over to nilethenightmare.bandcamp.com and you can get my music there. I did just release a new album, The City of Wind and Stars. If anybody is interested in that, uh it's gotten from the from the couple people who have listened to it, they like it, so yeah uh and if you'd like all of that all links to all of that shit and you don't feel like typing any of that in it's bit.ly slash the steam machine podcast capitalized phonetically all the buttons are there to find any of that including the stuff nate's about to mention so nate go ahead sir
2: yeah you can follow me on twitch twitter and tiktok at turtle bear man thinking about streaming again sometime soon we'll see about it you know also just want to give a big shout out once again to um, geekism on youtube for all the great tutorials he did for this game y'all should go give him a subscribe on youtube
1: yeah he has this whole beginners playlist but i think the one that was really helpful for us was there was two called starting out beginner's guide number one and right in staff management beginner's guide number two and both of those were really helpful videos
0: well yeah will you got anything you want to plug sir
1: yeah, um I mean, it's just something I kind of ran into while doing some research for this episode, looking up some info about, you know, where are they now as of my local roller coasters. I just highly recommend anyone who has some nostalgia for their local theme park, if it's still in business and people might be taking photos of it and stuff, is a chop a hop on YouTube and search the name of your coaster with POV after it and see if you can find just video of someone riding your old coaster. Because I'll tell you, it brings a mean nostalgia back to see those things moving again. You know, it, it, the, those POV rides really do. I mean, just watching it, you somehow get some of that thrill back, even if you don't feel the G forces yourself. Like it's a much more visual medium than you might expect.
0: Oh well, hell yeah, dude! I never thought about that, but I did write a roller coaster in VR. That was interesting mm-hmm. on YouTube. That's sounds 360. I'm gonna try I'm glad them, yeah. to check that out you should it's that's a good idea i'm telling you if you have vr if you're listening and go on youtube look up 360 videos and just watch them in vr they're so fucking cool um i did one where you ride on a weather like a balloon that they let go that has a camera on it and you just ride it out of the atmosphere until the camera died (laughs) it was just it was cool um
1: Yeah, some that 360 video stuff's crazy and stuff you wouldn't expect either. Like, even though I don't have VR, I've watched a couple of them just like you can do panoramic on your phone sometimes. Yeah. Circle that around and stuff. And one I found that was really cool was one where it was like the setup to the game show QI and it just showed like the host working the audience before the show coming in and you can see like all the angles of like the audience view that you don't get to see and then turn around and see like the stage set up and where the people come from when they come in from off stage. And it just, it kind of adds this neat behind the stage you know, footage to you know, just a little cool stuff like yeah. that.
0: Yeah. yeah, they're, they're definitely like worth your time for sure. All right, gentlemen. Well, if that about does it, then I guess that we'll get on out of here and start preparing for some final fantasy seven. Uh,
1: This guy are sick.
0: This guy are sick. So I guess that's going to about do it for this week. Uh, For the Destructo Bros, my name is Dalton, and as always, guys... Leave six inches for Jesus. (laughs)